0: Welcome to the podcast, where I sit down with interesting people in and around fashion. We talk about the industry, we talk about trending topics, and we hopefully have a bit of a laugh while we do so. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have Carolyn Gray. By the way, your name is very, like, that's the name of a famous person. That's That's the name of of an actress.
1: That is so, I've heard that a lot in my life.
0: And then, your parents set you up for success.
1: They did, really. But honestly, my name is very Irish, you know.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Like, there's a lot of people in Ireland with the last name Grey and mm-hmm. a lot of Irish women named Carolyn. Well. So I'm like, I must be an Irish woman in my past life. Is that what? <laughs> Waving
0: that Irish flag. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I'm not mad at it. Hey. But you are a content creator, mm-hmm. wellness brand owner. Yes. And personal stylist.
1: Yes. That's You're juggling many balls here. I'll be bored without it.
0: Well, there we go. You've <laughs> got to you've got to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Now, but one of the one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on here apart from the fact that you're fabulous Thank is you have lived many a life. And I want you to start off with and I only learned this about you last week. Yes. So, you went to FIT, mm-hmm. majored in in merchandising management. Love that. Yeah. And what was your first job out of university?
1: My first job, I was a security girl at Barney's New York.
0: So this shocked me because when I look at you, I don't see security. Me either. I don't know what made them pick me for that. I mean, yeah, I
1: was in the fitting room. I was mm-hmm. spying on people. I was, you know, getting, getting the old ladies that were thieving in there. You know, it was... But it wasn't a lot of physical work at all. Okay. I was just watching surveillance. Yes.
0: I see. I I had
1: no muscle to do any of those things. (laughs) We had men in suits for that.
0: Was there one like recurring fever that was like, oh, she's back again? I mean, it wasn't a particular
1: one. Okay. But the reality is. Mm -hmm. There's a book at Bar. Well, was mm-hmm. a book resting. R.I.P. Right. Wait. Um, side note:
0: Have you heard that they're doing a collaboration with Forever Twenty-One?
1: And I don't understand why.
0: I. This is just like what is what has gone on. It's like they want to just put Barney's name anywhere. Sims, press the randomize button. That's what that is. Yeah,
1: I really don't like it. I know. I haven't seen anything from it, but I don't like it.
0: <laughs> same. Same. Carry on. There's a book.
1: Well, oh yeah, there's a book at Barney's. So. All the photos of any thief are in are in that book, right? And mm-hmm. most of the book mm-hmm. were like little old white women <laughs> named Barbara who lived around the corner from the store who just had a thing about, you know, they were clapdos. And and they would always just discreetly t- take little things off the counter. And then we would just roll up to them and say, ma'am, you have to come with us. <laughs> and then they'll go to the, I don't know where they went afterwards. I was <laughs> like, do you even take these types of people to jail? They're so small and, and, <laughs> and frail, and frail. <laughs> but like they're thieves.
0: So it, Listen, it really shocked me. I love the fact that they're doing it because like, you know, maybe things are mundane and they're just like, do you want to know what? should i just try and put for this in my thrill. purse from barnet
1: for the thrill for of the it for the thrill of it they're like i want to feel young again by <laughs> being a thief it was too dangerous <laughs> but it was it was a really fun job yeah. i learned a lot and it was just when i first started fit the it was the person who was overseeing the merchandising division at that mm-hmm. time for the business side of the school and i went up to her my first day it was like a meet and greet thing at at the school mixer or whatever and she said, the best thing you could do is get as much experience before you graduate school. So I had to, like, beg my mom to mm-hmm. let me, like, give okay. me the thumbs up to go to work. Well, she was like, you know, you just started school. I want you to focus on your yeah. on your classes. And I said, okay, if I do well first semester, can I go into second semester with something? And she was like, okay, fine. Do what I need to do. hmm and I randomly walked into Barney's one day and there was a security woman named Miss Ann at the like employee desk. Okay. And I asked, I was like, where's human resources? She said, what are you here for, baby? I said, I would like to get a job. Yeah. And she looked around. She said, tell them that you know me, that I know your mama and, and put, put your information on this document. And she Shout put my name out
0: to Miss Miss Ann.
1: Anne. And here's another thing. So I got the job mm-hmm. and they were like, how do you know Miss Ann? I was like, my mom knows her. From Brooklyn, I don't know. My mom's from Aruba, <laughs> so that was really far-fetched. But I just, I, I said what Miss Ann told me to say. Got the job.
0: I am all here for a lie of convenience. Oh yeah, why not? She said. Yeah, to say, my my mum does know her from yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. I felt protected. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So Miss Ann had your back. Whatever you would have said, she would have been like anything, yeah. anything. And and I was so
1: excited. And they were like, "You're going to be working with the security team." I said. Okay, whatever gets me in the door, whatever yep, that means. Yep, yep. First, start my like I think I started like the next week or something like that. And I looked for Miss Anne to thank her mm-hmm. and there was no Miss Anne there. Yeah.
0: So wait, I asked around. Wait. So it's, it's, I wasn't ready for this to turn I didn't into tell like ghosts and mysteries. So
1: it's two, there's two things that could have happened to you. Okay. Either Miss Anne got caught up in some stuff and lost her job okay. and they was like, there's no Miss Anne, stop asking about Miss Anne, okay. she doesn't exist. Or Miss Anne was was a complete angel. Like, I, I, I was so dumbfounded. Every oh, day I would okay. go and I'm like, there was literally a woman. They asked me, how did I know this woman? And now they don't know where this woman is. So it's either or.
0: Miss Anne, wherever you are now.
1: She, Thank she got you very me, much. She got me on. She got the
0: foot in the door for she you. She
1: did. Yeah. And from the fitting rooms of spying on potential thieves, I went to the, um, to Laura Mannix, who was like one of the first people in New York City to start studio services. So mm. when like, brands or TV shows, movies would need to do a large pool of clothing for the cast, they would work through her or like stylists, things of that nature.
0: Interesting. So
1: I like snuck my way into her office one day, asked if she needed an intern. She was like, I've seen you around here. You work security, but you don't dress like it. So I always dressed on point.
0: I love that.
1: I was like, I'm going to, I know I don't need to dress up, but I'm going to. It's Barney's, you never know.
0: I mean, they do say dress for the job you want.
1: Exactly. So she got me transferred to her area, Mm -hmm. and I worked there for a good season or two, and then I went on to the next job. But it was a really great experience. I I saw so many people while working with her. Um, I pulled over a million dollars worth of clothing for Celine Dion's tour. I worked with Janet Jackson's people. Uh Tyra Banks. Oh my god, I helped Tyra Banks shop once with oh them. Oh my gosh. Diddy.
0: Who was the best experience?
1: Oh my god. Tyra was actually really beautiful. Really? To because work I've with. heard
0: I've heard, you yeah. know, on and off things over the years. She but that's was good news. Really
1: nice to me. Well, there and you
0: go. Worst experience.
1: Worst experience? oh my God, this man is from Houston. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me, let me calm down. Cause I just got mad all over getting in my chest. Yes. I was so heartbroken. So they knew I was a college student okay. and I needed to take a break for winter to go home. Cause my dorm had closed down mm-hmm. for, for Christmas recess or whatever. And I told human resources that I need to go home. I don't have a place to live. Hello. <laughs> and they were like, well, you, you knew about this role coming into this. I said, no, I told you guys I'm a college student. That's why my, schedules a certain way laura knows Mm -hmm. xyz and this man i think his name was alan he looked like he could have been the peanut gallery man or the or a monopoly man he just bald head, glasses and just always had an angry face right yeah and he said if you can't figure it out then you won't have a job so one of my very good friends shade and her grandmother let me stay with them for the holidays Mm -hmm. and i figured it out but he was so mean to me after that he did not renew my contract with them after the season was over and that broke my heart I was like I figured it out though yeah but it gave me an opportunity to find new experiences so
0: and then where did that lead you
1: where did I go after that roaming around Soho (laughs) with my resume I walked into what used to be known as Atrium NYC, where, um, Kith was born.
0: Ah. So
1: Kith was born at a store called Atrium, where all of the fly people, like anyone you could think of, Khalees worked there. She brought Pharrell in. Kanye would come in. Usher would come. There was a lot of, like, amazing artists that would shop from there. And then also the, the glitz and glamorous people of New York, mm-hmm. right? So. Definitely if you know, you know. Okay. And I worked there for probably two, three years on and off. I got fired like twice, brought me back like three times. <laughs> it's like a family there. I learned a lot there too. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, nice. Lots, lots, yeah. yeah. The firings. The firings. Um. I mean, what were you up to? Well, one, again, was about the whole school thing, not
1: having a place to live. I mean, these people were mean about me not having a place to live. And I'm the one that looking homeless. <laughs> so it just, it never made sense to me. So one was that. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back for the following uh, new school year, yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, you can have a job back. No problem. I was like, you cursed me out in June. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. I'll come yep. back. And um another time, I I just didn't see eye to eye. Another man named Alan.
0: It's the Allen's for it's the you. Allens. Oh my gosh, what have they done to you in a past don't life?
1: know. I, I must have done something. Yeah. I must have done something. So he he and I didn't see eye to eye, and what I didn't realize is that they were diminishing the women's department where I worked in. Ah. And they were working on amplifying the men's section mm-hmm. and growing and starting Kith.
0: Everything happens for a reason. It does. Because now mm-hmm. you've got your own wellness brand, Noir yeah. Bud. Yes. And you're doing content creation Mm -hmm. and styling. And the styling thing is a little bit more recent, am I right? Yeah. And that's been taking off, which is fantastic. So I want you to tell me a bit more about that. Mm. But also, I was surprised when you told me that you were doing the styling because I was like... I'm surprised you haven't been doing this already because your style is really unique and fabulous. Thank you. I mean, like, whatever this scarf-like <laughs> fantastical piece on the top is, I'm obsessed. It's Drees. I love Drees. There you go. Thank you, though. But, yeah, so tell me about what was the thing that made you think, do you want to know, what let me kick off this personal styling.
1: I mean, it started with content creating. And at first I started content creating with a beauty brand named Jones Road Beauty mm-hmm. owned by Bobby Brown. And it was just that at first. And then it turned into, well, I want to do some fashion stuff too, just for my own representation. and That's yeah. what I love the most. And then I rolled into YouTube world Right Welcome. and right, it's, I love it. Oh my god! So I I started doing that, and people would start reaching out to me, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Do you work with people one on one?" And I thought to myself, you know, after Atrium and mm-hmm. be- like in between all the the, the breakups, right? Um, <laughs> I worked at like Saks Fifth Avenue. I worked at Nordstroms. Mm-hmm. I've worked for many different stores, like luxury stores, yeah, and even Elle Magazine, where I was assisting a lead stylist under Josie, who was the creative director at that time I was there. And I was like, I mean, I could do one-on-one style. I used to work with clients all the time mm-hmm. in stores or at the magazine yeah. or whatever. Even my friends will ask me from time mm-hmm. to time, can you help me put together a look? So I said, okay, let me figure this out. And I started to take clients and develop my business around it like through okay. each experience I was having I was like okay I'll do this I'll next tweak time that.
0: yeah you learn every time exactly because my next sort of offshoot question for this was was there any element of fear involved because I think that as we get older <laughs> um we we experience fear in a yeah. very different way than we used to when we, were, when we were younger. I look back at like the things, even if it's something as simple as an outfit, mm-hmm. I was like, my gosh, I was really balls to the wall with that one. <laughs> I was like, I would never in a million years put that together now. Oh my but, God, I love it. I, but there was a level of like, yeah, the, the fearlessness. So when you're out here trying to create a new arm of your business, mm-hmm. did you experience fear in any way? Or were you like, do you want to know what? This is something that people are asking for. I'm just going to do it and learn as I go. Tell I mean, me.
1: to be honest, I feel like my 20s. So I'm in my 30s now. My 20s, I was more fearful. I, I held myself back a lot, ah. especially in fashion spaces. I felt very silenced. I didn't feel, I didn't always feel good working in the industry, mm. and I left it for some time. And I worked in fitness. And I got a backbone a little bit because I worked with a lot of men, a lot of jockey men, you know, so I had to put my to foot down with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, with starting New Our Bud in 2019, I started to grow some hair on my chest even more <laughs> <laughs> to be fearless in entrepreneurial world, mm-hmm. you know, and with the styling service I was like, I mean, yeah, they are asking for it. There seems to be a need. Mm-hmm. People are, are putting in forms every other week. Every time I dropped a video, I would get a new, uh, a new request mm-hmm. or two yeah. or three. So I knew that it was something I could do. My only concern was, will I provide a service that will leave someone feeling more confident? And how they dress, mm-hmm. how they look at themselves, and how they look at the wardrobe that they have. Because that's something I like to maximize the closets that they have. Mm-hmm. And if someone leaves the conversation saying... um I did not think about how many ways I could do th- I could do these looks. I didn't think I could put these two together. Yeah. Then I know I did something right. Mm-hmm. So I was more concerned about making sure people felt fulfilled working with me and that they can do on their own afterwards.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But I wasn't scared about figuring out a business around it. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I think I got my fear completely out with Noir Bud. <laughs> cause that wellness company, that, that was really, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. A lot. Lot of Google because it was a I was in a C I'm in a CBD space so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is uncharted territory when I was yes. getting into yes. it and then the only person I could really look to for some form of information on or guidance is my boyfriend Carlos is he owns his own business mm-hmm. and he's on his second one so he knows all the things yeah and I would just look to him like how do you do this every day you not scared <laughs> like. And it's like, you'll be down to your last dollar one day and then the next day you're fine. I'm like, oh my God, that was, that almost, it almost listen, went bottoms
0: up. Listen, you don't need to tell me about living with a startup founder. My gosh, lights like, could be off tomorrow.
1: You never know. <laughs> but it's like, once you, once you the do stress, a startup, the stress. you're never scared of being broke. Well, that's broke. true. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, I'm broke today, but guess what? That one client might come through tomorrow. And they always
0: do. Honestly. So it's crazy. It is really weird. Yeah. It's like Jesus. Especially and, when yeah. you go from corporate oh. where you're like, I know I'm gonna get paid X yeah. amount on this day of the month. Yes. You it know, was I such can plan space. my life accordingly. Yes. You said something earlier mm-hmm. about um you experience a lot of fear in fashion. Yeah. Can you give me a couple of examples
1: i mean yes.
0: because because also mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear from you because you're quite a i feel like we have similar souls we're very like <laughs> polite and okay, yeah we're people pleasers yes. that's it, and so tell me about some of those hardships i
1: mean i've I've always considered myself like a sponge. I love to be in new spaces and just listen. And I think my my father always had this saying and a lot of parents say this, um children should be heard not not children should be seen, seen not heard. heard. So even in any new workspace, I'm like I consider myself a child in this new workspace. I'm a baby. I'm going to grow and learn by listening and looking and observing. So I always had this quietness about me in new jobs and I think I never really felt comfortable in a lot of my fashion positions to speak out or say, you know, I think we could do it this way. Mm -hmm. Or what about this? I saw this, you know. And unfortunately, I, I worked at different fashion places. So I got a job right before graduating. And it was at... Saks Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. corporate. And I had worked for Saks prior to that role. I was in the stores, working in shoes, working customer service, mm-hmm. all the things, all the levels. Okay. And one of the buyers, Star, Daniel, I think her last name is a wonderful woman. Um, and another one, Jamila Davis, Jamila Davis Hernandez were, women of color in the company that I would look up to whenever they would come into the store. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I love them, So they got me into the buying program and I was lucky enough because even though it didn't end well, I was lucky enough to work with one of the biggest, like the OGs in the fashion industry, June Horn. June Horn had brought in Malaya mm-hmm. and Derek Lamb into several doors at Saks Fifth Avenue. She was the creme de la creme of buyers. Okay. So I was so lucky. I was her merchandising assistant. And again, I was in this space, like mm-hmm. just observing and listening and soaking up all the things. Yeah. Two things happened. One, I had graduated But I didn't get my diploma because some kind of zero credit class went under the radar, and I was I I couldn't get my my diploma until I finished that class. It was like a math class.
0: Okay. So it's always math bringing us down. It's always math. Oh my god! (laughs) So I
1: told June. I said, you know, I have to leave here at six p.m. on Tuesdays to get to class. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I probably should have never told her that I didn't have my diploma. And that I was going to get it as soon as I finished this stupid little class. So it was that. And then she, at the end of it, was just like, you know, I didn't feel comfortable that you didn't have your diploma and you were in this program and everyone else has their diploma. And also, you didn't ask enough questions in the last six months of this program. And I I was like, well, I'm still learning what you do. doing. Yeah, I never yeah. worked in a merchandising office before, even mm-hmm. though that was my major. Yeah. And I felt so small and just Mm -hmm. like, well, I thought I was doing good. I was doing everything else she had me doing. She was like, you're just not vocal enough. You know, I I don't know if -hmm. this is the right job for you. And I'm like, okay, well, the creme de la creme of buyers is telling me I'm not really built for this role. Mm -hmm. What should I do? She said, I think you should resign. And I said, well, if she's telling me that, maybe she already told HR. So I went and I resigned. But before I left completely, I told Star, I said, Oh, I wanted to let you know. You know, she, she had been, um, growing in the industry herself. I said, I just want to let you know, like, I'm leaving. Like June didn't think I was really cut out for this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm quitting. And she was like, I really wish you would have came to me and told me what you were feeling and what you were experiencing because there were times I was just like, I would have a thought or I I didn't know where to say it or, you know, they would just give me pushover work Mm -hmm. or things of that nature. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like my strengths were played upon. Mm -hmm. And I feel that a lot of times in the fashion industry back then, I don't know now, that there are areas where I'm a woman of color, Mm -hmm. right? And I felt that I was never really safe in those spaces. And when I was working with a woman Mm -hmm. of color like June, I had to actually watch myself. I had to really just take care of myself and watch my back. And she wasn't going to look out for me. And, and I felt that ah. often. And that's oh what I kind of felt, you know. She looked out for a lot of other people mm-hmm. that weren't of color. And even after the fact, like, she forgot about me immediately. When I left, I, would mm-hmm. go, I went back to the store. Mm-hmm. And she saw me one day. And she was like, oh, hey, how are you? How are the kids? I'm like, I don't have no kids. <laughs> I just was working for you at the office. What are you talking about? I had the no worst. kids. That is the worst. So she really just had a, a disregard yeah.
0: for me. Or And I'm Listen, sure a lot of people. You're a better person than I, because you know how we were talking about live <laughs> convenience. I I full well know in that situation, I would have been like, fine. I said it. <laughs> no. I said that they're fine. Louise, Thomas and Alice are wonderful. Thank you for asking. And I said, they're fine. And I just like yeah, it's not melted worth it. Away. It's not worth it. Melted
1: away, but really, I look back at that situation. I was like, damn. Like this, this was another situation where I felt so small. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I could actually confide in her and be safe. Um And the women that I could, I just I didn't know if they would really. Hear me. You've been burned once.
0: So you didn't Yeah. So you didn't feel like you could go to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like I just I just didn't think
1: that my thoughts were that powerful to share at that time because it really wasn't something that happened often Mm -hmm. with anyone. Yeah. You know, you sit there, you learn, you do the grit work, you get the coffees, and maybe they'll give you a boost if they like you for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was sad for a while, bro. It took me it took me like
1: two years to like feel like I was worth getting a job anywhere yeah. in fashion Looking after all
0: those children as well <laughs> i had to i'm sorry I lose you've st- got three kids at home carolyn come standing on standing
1: in front of the Elias shop i'm just like
0: they're fine one just graduated kindergarten i'm gonna but- go back to my boutique <laughs> yep yeah on the
1: fourth floor now
0: she doesn't even know who i am <laughs> what the freak Basically, I just wanted to uh, have an excuse to talk about <laughs> the tabby thief. Speaking of thieves, okay, hold on. Speaking of your first security job, oh, of thieves, yeah. the tabby thief. So, context for yes. anybody listening that doesn't know about this story. Basically, this girl went on TikTok. She'd gone on a date with this guy. They'd gone home. Everything was going well. Mm-hmm. He left the next day, and her tabbies were gone. Her Marge- Mason Margella tabbies. Can you believe it? Stolen from under her nose. Her ninja shoes. I mean, and I'm just like, them. hold on. Uh, Things ended up coming, but I mean, he had to, he had to return them, I think, at one point because he was getting too much heat. Oh, yeah. Because I think, I think this wasn't the first time. And hold on, he gifted them to his girlfriend. Which is wild. Hold on. Dirty, dirty man. You dirty dog. What is going on? I couldn't believe
1: it. At first I was like, is this real? And then I I, I made sure that my tabby shoes were tucked away nicely in You're case we had any <laughs> random visitors in our apartment, whether it was a maintenance man or yeah. a new friend. I don't know. I was like, I, I want to make sure no one can see where my tabbies are in this house. <laughs> <laughs> not even carlos okay <laughs> he would never but i'm just saying yeah he does i don't think he really loves the the, the ninja-esque looking aesthetic but i yeah. love him
0: the the toe divide yeah
1: love me a good toe divide
0: but it it reminds me of that sex and the city episode where like the thieves started stealing like manolos yes and stuff like that. It's like, hold on a second people are really catching on to how, how valuable these things yes. are now what is this
1: plot on Tinder? And everyone is now putting their Margellas in like a locked safe <laughs> or something. They're like, Mm-mm, put a lock in my closet. Y'all playing games out here.
0: I want to know at what stage of the process did he realize that she had tabbies for him to steal? As in, was she wearing them in a Tinder picture? And he was like, hold on a second. I've got my eyes on those. Or hmm. was everything going to plan? And then the next morning he was like... I've got these in my she, sight line she was on with her them. shelf
1: right she yeah. had them, like on a bookshelf or something I mean I feel that maybe she wore them on the date or you know and then he the dirty man gave them to his girlfriend I mean so then you're gonna soul tie with one lady who's oh. open to you right you take her shoes and then you and give then them he- to your girlfriend you're just cheating and stealing all over the place my gosh. That's New York for you, though. New York is—it's rough out here. <laughs> I would—I n- would not want to be single right now.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Mm-mm. From what I've heard of people's experiences, dating here is the trenches. <laughs> so, I have a segment. I like this one. The wheel of nosiness. Oh, now, yes. I will say, my wheel has broken. <laughs> the website that I was using for the wheel—I went to click on it today. It said 404, not found. But your soul is strong. However. <laughs> I do have a list of the questions. <laughs> so, I will be the wheel today. <laughs>
1: yes, I love it. I'm so excited.
0: Okay. Uh, the first question. Fashion item you're sick of seeing. <gasps> Forgive me. Yeah. Telfar bags. <gasps> By the way, you came out with that very quickly. You knew exactly what you were going to say. It is an ick.
1: So, Okay. It's known as the Bushwick Birkin. Birkin. I live in Bushwick. So can you imagine how often I see this damn bag? I'm tired. I'm tired. The only one that I really liked at all was mm-hmm. the East Pack collaboration, which is very like, it's functional. It yeah. has its ways, right? And then I can understand why people like the UGG-Telfar collab, mm-hmm. but I just can't
0: get with it. I Eye fatigue. Yeah. Is there one size that's particularly popular that you're seeing around? The big one. I oh, keep really? seeing the, they keep carrying the big BBE. ones. Can't and get then get away they from like it.
1: peel a little
0: bit. I just So this is what I've heard about far is the quality. Because it's not Leather—it's a vegan leather, exactly. And I have heard mixed reviews on the quality of the bag. That's
1: what I'm saying. I'm like, come on, let's rev it up a bit with the quality guy. Yeah. I mean, I like the little duffel one.
0: Oh yes, the he has. round one. That's yeah, cute. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I—I I think the small ones are quite cute. But I do wish better. that the strap was detachable. That would be nice because it's just sort of hanging. Yes. If you don't want to use the long yeah. one, yeah. even the Melissa
1: collab.
0: They I it thought doesn't that was
1: detached. But
0: I thought that was great for the beach. But like you've made yeah, that it hard was, was now.
1: That I so when I see certain styles, I'm like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But when I see the regular color ones, and, I'm like, damn, y'all not tired of this yet? <laughs> is he not tired of designing it? Oh, you know, yeah. love and respect to everything that he yeah. stands for, mm-hmm. what he does, even the Olympic collaboration that he did mm-hmm. with the with the clothing. I was yeah. like, this is smart, I
0: love it. But I'm sick of old bags. Yeah. Your next question. Mm. A discontinued fashion piece that you want brought back.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is a good one.
0: Shall I go first to give you inspiration? Yeah, maybe while you think? yeah. Do you remember the Dior Columbus bag? No. Mm. I will Show pull up a picture, a picture for you. But basically, it gives utility, mm. but in a very Y2K way. And I'm very surprised that they haven't re-released it, what with all of the brands wanting to reissue. And I'm like, why haven't they done that in like fabulous different oblique colors? And Because it would work. It's very relevant for now.
1: The only thing I could think of that Mm -hmm. comes to mind, and I do love that bag. The only thing that comes to mind, and they've done like re-editions of it, Mm -hmm. the Prada Fire Wedge. You have a pair, don't you? Of
0: course I do. And my
1: friend Ken also, I love when you guys were, I'm like. It's so good. I should have grabbed.
0: It's so good. And, you know, that was a re-release of a 2012. Mm. Yeah, they did 2012, 2007.
1: Yeah, oh, that's gosh. one that I really enjoy that's seeing. A, that's I'm like, a great, oh, they should bring that one back a few times. One of my
0: most uncomfortable pair of heels, because that wedge, that incline is... Well, you
1: know, Prada, like, I feel Prada makes really comfortable shoes. I feel it's very New Yorker, like, oh, especially the loafers. Oh, yeah. But I love Prada shoes, mm-hmm. very comfortable. But I wish they would bring those back. And Dior has a couple of different shoes also that I feel that they could bring back. Can't think especially of under Raf. Yes. Especially that, that under Raf. was Raff. a good era. His era, all that can come back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Those like scuba little pumps. Do you yes. remember that with like the neoprene yes. and the point? Yeah, those. yeah. They were great.
1: Yeah, I like everything sculpture that he did. hmm Bring it back.
0: I love it. hmm Listen, I hope that was they're a good listening. Era.
1: I because
0: hope. I don't know if you saw the latest your collection that showed on the runway. Mm. Uninspired with a capital U. Oh, there was
1: a lot of uninspired feelings with some of these runway
0: shows. Okay. I don't know about you, but I am bored. I am. Yeah. Like you're seeing the brands put out stuff, and you're like, oh, is there anything? Yeah. Anything that, you know, is a bit of a fantasy.
1: You know, and I I get excited over detail and design and like the foundational, right? But I also am bored. There's not a lot of
0: show. There's not a lot of excitement. Schiaparelli is Mm. literally one of the very few, just like everything you see, you're like, oh my gosh. Like this is... It makes you dream. Yes. It makes you fall in love with fashion again. And you're like, you know, whether or not I will ever be able to afford a piece. Right. It's a wonderful just like th- experience for the eyes to look at yeah and i do believe andre leon talley said in the september issue documentary mm-hmm. it is a famine of fashion <sighs> oh a famine of beauty i think he said and mm. i feel like we're going through the famine of beauty at we the moment mm, with a lot of brands and i mean it's
1: very—it's reflective of the times like what's it called recession core i
0: know but also we want something nothing. to dream about there's we want nothing. something to be like oh
1: I literally feel like Denma put the same thing out last season and this season. Oh, it's the same.
0: Like I know why he why why Balenciaga hasn't. Given him the shove i don't know but on top of that why hasn't he realized that you want to know what my run's over here
1: he needs to give it up and go somewhere else the same inspiration for last collection was the same inspiration for this collection the only difference was he had the people that inspired him from his past actually walking the show that was the only difference yeah
0: same freaking outfits
1: also Um. though
0: one thing Mm -hmm. That I am kind of a bit invested in. And like, obviously, the Balenciaga scandal and all of that. I'm not buying Balenciaga, but... I'm buying the old stuff. Yeah, but... have Have you seen the beef between him and his brother? There's a beef? It's fantastic. His brother's creative director of Vetements. And the brother literally like put Why a photo. Why did not know of, that? Oh, it's so funny. The, so Demna featured his mum in the latest collection, mm-hmm. and so the brother put a picture and was like, "So proud to see my mum. Shame I didn't get the invite." <gasps> it's oh,
1: it's the shade.
0: I love a bit of sibling rivalry. As oh, I gotta dig child. into this because <laughs> every so often I'm like, "What's Bill and I, mean, I don't?
1: I'm not looking at them. I'm not looking at them. I." have Definitely overlook this sibling situation. I didn't know this existed. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our last question. Yes. Our last uh, wheel of nosiness. Favorite designer dead or alive and why? Oh. How? you of a lack of inspiration. I was
1: thinking about this. Like, who, if, if you were to ask me something about my favorites or my mm-hmm. least favorites. It's really hard to say my favorite. But alive or dead. I would, and I don't own any mm-hmm. of the clothing yeah. from this man. As a Dina Laya.
0: Oh, yes.
1: I love everything about him, his legacy, yeah. who his muses were. I mean, oh Tina Turner was one of them. And yeah. like that in itself, I'm like, he's a man after my own heart. Like yeah. he gets it, you yeah. know? And just his. His vitality, his ferociousness like he was such a sassy person mm-hmm. and his sassy designs, is the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah his designs were impeccable, and that was one of the brands that I got to work with under june okay she she was the one that brought that brand into Saks. Mm-hmm. so I mean, I love anything a lie I have a book from um Peter Lindbergh and all him and Aliyah worked oh, together on. Yeah. And that is like one of my most cherished mm, books. Like love that. Yeah, I love Aliyah.
0: I remember going to there was an Aliyah exhibition in London. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Years, years years ago. And there was one white dress. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you know it. I'll pull it up if you don't. Um white bandage dress with a hood. And I looked at it and I was like, "That's the dress I want to get married in." Um, just a bit of a caveat as to why I'm not going to get married in that dress. <laughs> um, it's not available. All right, it would. It's be. not available. I mean, and, and it's probably one of those vintage pieces that if you find it on First Dibs, it's going for eighty thousand. Oh yeah, oh, um, one
1: thousand percent.
0: But oh my gosh, this is just.
1: And I do appreciate the direction that it's under now. I feel like yes, I'm more I think of that, that they're doing well. Too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm really like happy with sort of the trajectory of where Mm -hmm. he's taking things because everything is just it's sexy but it's elegant and chic and sometimes I think sexy you can there's a fine line between too much and and not enough or whatever and it's just because they're onto something
1: the ability to be modest with the designs too and I feel like they definitely oh yes I know that dress that is a stunning piece I know and that's what I mean. If that, owns that's this the dress, legacy.
0: Can I rent it for my wedding? <laughs> I'll rent it. Rent. I think.
1: I mean, that would be amazing if we could. Then be again, able to that sample it.
0: size. Listen, if he, even if I get on Ozempic, I've not got a chance. I'm
1: oh kidding. my god, there's so many people
0: using it. What's hilarious is that, like, now Nia's nee is a bit well versed with the Ozempic epidemic. Really? That what did he he, say? that he'll send me somebody and be like, definitely on Ozempic. Oh my, like, nee. oh, I love it. <laughs> I love gossiping. Nia. Nee. it's the best thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. When yeah. they get into our oh, thing, it's the best. It's so funny. Yeah, and it's so anytime like I want. Anytime you post. I always have to catch up on like Wednesdays and Thursdays. and um, Fridays episodes like on the weekend, but Monday morning <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm good for. It's eight a.m. Put it on. She's on. It's like it's like a morning news show Ritual. for me, honestly. Oh, I love it. And here goes. Carl. I'm on it. Watching Cassie, <laughs> or if I'm watching someone new, he's yeah. like, "Who's that? Who's that? Yeah. Why is their format like this?
0: Well, my gosh, hasn't this been wonderful? This
1: was so much fun. Oh,
0: I'm glad. I was so excited when you asked. I was like, "Oh my god, of me like. I knew I knew that it would be a lot of fun. I wanted you to tell us about your past lives and all of that. And um, I'm just excited to see where you go, my love.
1: I mean, me, you, I feel like in the next five years, you being here in New York, you're going to have like five lives just being here.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, let's hope that they're all positive. I think so. <laughs> Oh, yes. You got a lot of
1: us that have your back here. We're not going to let nothing crazy happen to you. you. And you are really a wonderful woman. And the way that you are just masterminding your own world and lane in New York, it's very exciting to watch. Oh, you are doing your thing, Missy. Very proud to know you.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how to deal with compliments. I don't. Okay, I'm English. We
1: don't have to worry about you. That's all. We don't have to worry about you. <laughs> OK, you've right. got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course,
0: plug yourself, please. Where can oh. everybody find you? On all the platforms at. It's Carolyn Gray. It's me. The links will be below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you oh, yeah. are listening, it will be in the in the show notes or the description box or whatever Yay. it's called. Uh, please throw me a five-star review on anywhere that you listen to podcasts if this was better than your last Uber ride. And I hope that it Ooh. was. <laughs> Love that. And I will see so you for the next one. <laughs>